Ladies and welcome to episode number 50 of the Chirping the Cats podcast. I'm your host, David Twork, here with you once again. And uh, look, the 2022 NHL trade deadline has now come and gone. And I think it's safe to say the Panthers roster received a significant upgrade over the last few days uh, in the form of a few trades that took place. Uh, the big one, obviously, being for Claude Giroux. They also brought in a couple of solid defensemen in Ben Sherratt and Robert now, I'm going to ask my guest how to pronounce this guy's last name because I've been butchering it all day. So, uh, David Pignota, NHL insider for the fourth period. First of all, thank you for joining me today. Now, please help Absolutely. me because I don't want to say this name wrong again. Uh, as far as I know, it's just the straight up easy Robert Hag. Okay, because the two it's the two dots above the A that always throw me off. I'm never quite sure right. where to go with that. It's the, it's the, I think it's a hey, like hag. Right. Like, I think instead of, like, yeah, I don't know, it's weird. That's what so, I was saying earlier. To properly pronounce, I'm pretty sure that's how it is. All right. Well, we're we're gonna talk to him tomorrow, or I guess it'll be today when I post this podcast. He's gonna he's gonna make his first media veil at Panthers practice. So uh, I'm sure we'll have it figured out between now and then. But Dave, thank you so much for taking a little time with me today. I know uh, yeah. it's been a crazy, crazy busy day for you. I am not going to uh, pick your brain as to all the insanity that happened. We'll just stick to Panthers related <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, it wasn't, uh, I can't say it wasn't as nuts as past years. I mean, last year was pretty easy. Um, only 17 deals, but, uh, this year, everything was kind of spread out, which was nice. Like nothing was, it wasn't a whirlwind at two fifty to three thirty when 15 trades all got dropped, everything kind of spread out nicely. So, um, I didn't mind it this year. It wasn't, uh, there wasn't an, a, a a moment in which I wanted to bang my head through a wall, which, which was nice. Well, not until like the last hour, right? Yeah. Yeah. And as we're, <laughs> as we're doing this, Vegas is still figuring out their situation with uh, Evgeny Dadnov. So that's probably going to take a little bit of time. See, and that's another pronunciation thing. Cause when he was here in South Florida, it was always Evgeny Dadnov. Yeah. Now he goes out West and all of a sudden it's the Donov again. The only time I used to hear him right. called the Donov was when the Panthers randomly would be on hockey night in Canada. That was the only time. Right. You're right. I, I did it the wrong way. It, 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 that's the right way. But I mean. His nickname was Dad's. Like, wouldn't it be Dad's? My name, I have like 19 different variations of my last name that get, that get pronounced everywhere. So, yeah. I, I mean, he's got two. So <laughs> right, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he can live with that. All right, Pagnata. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into it. Um, <laughs> So the first thing I wanted to ask you before we get into like the nitty gritty of what happened this week, you've been covering the NHL for a really long time. Obviously you've seen, you know, teams go all in at the NHL trade deadline before, but the Panthers it's crazy how far this team has come in really short amount of time. Right. And it's their time. Uh, The way this team is stacked last year, kind of, you got dealt a, a rough hand at the end when, when um, you know, Aaron Eckblad went out and, and had to miss basically the rest of the season. Um, but this year, thankfully, he's, you know, he'll be back in early May, which is nice. Um, but this team is stacked. They got talent from top to bottom, lines one through four, deep pairing one, two, three. Goaltending has been great. Um, this is a stacked, deep team. And the fact that they were able to bring in Giroux with, I imagine he's playing top line with Sasha Barkov and whatever, take your pick who's on the left side. Uh, they got so many guys that could slot in. You bring in Hag uh, who can provide some depth either on the third pair or 
you know, come playoff time, be your, you know, six, seven guy. And then you've got Ben Chirot, who, I mean, I know it was a hefty price, but the dude played 54 playoff games in his last four seasons, uh, including the run with the Habs last year to the Stanley Cup final. So that was a ton of value. A lot of teams really had interest in that. Um, and I think it was a shrewd move. I think it was a good move. Sometimes you got to pay to get, and sometimes you need to have a brass pair in order to to do it. And and <laughs> Bill Zito both paid and clearly has has some brass. Yeah, I mean, Bill Zito hasn't even been on the job for two calendar years, and he has really <laughs> taken a, a you know as solid a franchise or as solid as a foundation as you could get with Barkov, Huberto, Ekblad. I mean, you know, those are three pretty solid foundational pieces, but they were here yeah. for a while already granted, you know, entering into their prime years, but they, they were here. Zito took that and he's built this ridiculous mansion on that foundation. Mm-hmm. When, I mean, just the moves he's brought in, the, he's hit on all of them. Whether you go back to the Hornquest move, yeah. Bennett, Reinhardt, uh, Gus Forsling, uh, you know, drafting Anton Lindell. Uh, I mean, Verhage. Verhage, Duclair. Uh, right. You know, I mean, it's, you can just go down the list. Brad Gudis is a great addition for this team. Uh, you know, top to bottom. Uh, is he finally going to get that kind of recognition this year? Is he, he should be GM of the year last year. I hope. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I hope so. I, I think he should this year as well by making those complimentary moves and keeping the bulk of it, that, that core that he pieced together intact and making the Bennett move in the off season and these moves now. Um, and, and also, like, there was the off-ice issue as well uh, with, you know, Quenville out, you move Bruno in to recognize that that was the right move. Um, I mean, that, that's another aspect of this whole thing and, and, and part of the entire equation as to why this team is, uh, it continues, rather, to, to do well and sit at, right now, the top of the division. So, yeah, I think, look, a lot of what he has done, a lot of the planning that he has done, a lot of the different moves that he's made, smart moves. Good drafting last year. Um, that allows you to fill your cupboard a little bit more and deal out these guys, or excuse me, these other picks, the first-round picks in the next three years. So this is, this is just a good move overall, or a variety of good moves overall. And, um, I mean, how can you not look at this team and say, that's not a cup favorite? They yeah. are. Now, one thing that I like that Bill, about Bill Zito, and this is something that you probably can speak to just because you know a lot of players around the league, um, you, you kind of know their perspective from things, is Zito does right by everybody, even guys on the way out. When you right. go back to last year when, you know, it didn't work out with Vinny Hinestroza, he sends him back to his hometown in Chicago when he really could have sent him anywhere. This year, he's trying to dump Frank Vetrano. He sends him to a playoff team so he can go and, you know, maybe be the best version of him. He he takes the extra step, I think, to kind of try to accommodate everybody where he can. And he, he really seems yeah. to understand uh, what, what maybe some other, I'm not going to throw out any names, but what some guys maybe don't in terms of relationships and maintaining yeah. them. Um, maybe it goes back to being an agent, but either way, I mean, his, yeah. his reputation among players, I would think, is pretty high right now. Yeah, and I think you're dead on there. I mean, I think a big part of that is the fact that he was a player agent. And he does see, he saw for many, many years, the other, other side of things. Um, I liked him a little bit better then because he would text me back more. Um, not so much anymore, but uh, but like he had that, he he has that understanding. Um, he knows the other end of when guys get traded and how much of a hit it can be. 
Uh, so to be able to take that and, and sidebar, I mean, Kent Hughes now in Montreal going from agent to GM, I, I think, um, and he's done really well being open with his players and open with the fan base there in Montreal. I think it's that mentality of dealing with the players on the agent side of things and putting their priorities first that has helped him in his, the way he manages his team now with the Florida Panthers and doing some of those moves that you said by, yeah, he could have moved Vinny anywhere. He sent him home and, and things like that. So just those little things that players appreciate and come free agency, uh, not necessarily this coming summer because they're stacked, but, you know, even down the line, um, players notice that kind of stuff. And they want to go where you can win and have the best shot at winning. So if you have multiple teams in that position, where's the edge? And guys like Zito provide that edge. Yeah, and just kind of looking at, you know, getting a little bit more focused on what's happening now. Um, what Zito has built here between the talents, the room, and just kind of the whole package. Claude Giroux wanted to come to the Panthers. That was his, yeah. the team he picked. He wanted to come to Florida. And yeah, yeah it just kind of re kind of refines. That's not the word I'm looking for. It you know, reinforces um, right. everything that's been being built down here is it started at the beginning of the season when Jumbo and Joe Thornton chose the Panthers to try to get his cup. Now Giroux's doing the same thing. Right. Exactly. I mean, that says a lot about an organization and where they're at from a compete level. Uh, when you've got these caliber of players, these caliber of athletes that want to come and be a part of it and think that if I can add to this mix, it, it would just complement the team that much more and give us that much more of an opportunity to get that hardware. And I mean, it says, like I said, it says a lot about where the team is at right now. And that's, that's a huge sign, a huge good sign. Yeah. Well, obviously, um, I right. mean, we'll see how it plays out. Like I'm, I'm very anxious to, uh, to get to the playoffs at this point, 20 games left, but you know, it's <laughs> shaping up nicely. Now I want to talk yeah. a little bit more about Claude Drew, just because this is a guy, you know, a future hall of famer coming into the Panthers. You would think, how is it going to fit? with all the talent, but when you, when you think you can put Barkov and Claude Giroux on the same line with the excellence in the face-off circle, uh, Claude Giroux, maybe his numbers are a little down this year, but when you think he's coming to a Panthers team where the playmakers that he's going to be surrounded with are such a higher value, such a higher level than he's been dealing with the hockey IQ. Uh, he kind of reminds me of a Jonathan Huberto in, in his playmaking ability. Um, maybe with a little bit more finishing ability, but I mean, either way, uh, right. How do you see Drew helping the Panthers uh, down the stretch? He brings, he brings an edge to his game as well. Um, you know, he's, he's got that little mean streak if he needs to. He can get a little gnarly. He can, he can get a little angry um, and have some bite to his game. Uh, so I, especially, you know, in, into the postseason. And if they do, you know, they are in a position to compete for a cup. I mean, he brings that extra intensity as much as it is the offense that, that he possesses as well. So this is an all-around player. Um, that yes, has that offensive side of things, but when push comes to shove, I mean, he's going to push back. And when you get to the playoffs, that's what you need. It, it, you can only win so much with skill. You need these other caliber of players, or at least, you know, the, 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 the players that have those kinds of weapons as part of their arsenal to be able to get a little angry and, and to play with a little extra jam and get that little grit in the mix. You know, who's going to take that, that extra step and get and go that much further. Uh, so, uh, I mean, this is a great ad, certainly. 
but not just because of the offense. I, I think because this team probably will go deep in the playoffs, should go deep in the playoffs, you want that mean streak to go along with it. Um, and, well, the Panthers have that now. Now, obviously, his agent came out today and kind of said, we're focusing on the now. We're not, we'll deal with the offseason when we get there. Mm-hmm. There's probably no path that ends with Giroux sticking around in South Florida past whenever the season ends, right? It, it just financially, I, I can't see it working. No, right. Yeah, no, unless uh, if we fast track the like three years from now or three seasons from now when the cap's going to go up significantly, uh, yeah. then different story. But that's, <laughs> that's down the road. Um, no, I, I think this is a one-off, but the hell I mean, of a one-off it's a, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, and we'll see if we're, if we're having a nice conversation in, uh, you know, the end of June, then yeah, it's, it's, it's a hell of a one-off. Now, just thinking back to his career, like he's been on some really good flyers teams, but has he ever been surrounded by this much talent before? I don't think so. I mean, you know, the, the, the cup run that they were on that Philly was on when he was young and they lost to Chicago in the cup final, there were a lot of different intangibles and, and pieces of that team that made them good. But in terms of raw talent, I, I no is the, is the easy answer. I mean, there's so much raw, excuse me, raw talent on this team. <clears throat> it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> so much raw talent on this team that when you've got well, the third leading scorer in the league, he leads the league in assists. He's, soon going to be the all-time left winger in the National Hockey League in assists. Um, I, I mean, this is – there's a lot of talent on this team from, from top to bottom. So, uh, you know, that was a heck of a team in Philly. I, I covered that cup final um, when nobody but Patrick Kane knew it was over. Okay. Uh, but Still waiting yeah, to watch but, that puck uh, go in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was down below with everyone. We were waiting. Maybe are we going on the ice? Maybe we're not. Everyone was just going, what, what's good? What happened? Did it, but there was a bit of a delay on the TV and we could start to hear people screaming. Um, anyway, so that year, that was a good team, but from a pure talent perspective, I, I don't think he's been on this caliber of a club that has just so much of it. Yeah. No, you know, as you said, hopefully we're having a, a conversation in June about how good it went, but um you know, he's, he's certainly put himself in a position to win. Um, before yeah. we wrap it up, I do want to ask you uh, about the two defensemen the Panthers brought in. Uh, just, yeah. again, to give a little bit more perspective. But Ben Chirot, you touched on it before. I mean, you know, we saw last year during Montreal's playoff run what kind of value he could have. You know, yeah. as, you know, uh, a big heart and a big bag of knuckles in front of the net, as uh, Mike Myers said in, uh, in Mystery Alaska. <laughs> but, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, he seems to be tough as nails, loves blocking shots. He, he also – what maybe the intangible for me when I think they gave up a first round pick uh, when they gave up, you know, a prospect like Ty Smolanik to a guy who's UFA, perhaps they're going to try to keep him around after the season. You know, you think that kind of a price uh, would not surprise me because look, that's what happened with Brendan Montour and uh, Sam yeah. Bennett from last year's deadline as well. Um, yeah. So is that kind of a situation you could see playing out? I think that's a possibility. Um you know, certainly, obviously, we'll see how he gels with the team, and he's got his first game in on, on Thursday. Um, but we'll, we'll see how he kind of gels, connects. Where is he going to be placed? Um, yes, he brings all those other elements, but he also has an offensive side to him. And, you know, talking to him a few times uh, during their run last year and earlier on this season, the Canadians gave him an opportunity to exploit that offense a little bit. He had it more so in the last, whatever, 10, 11 games 
um, that he got in Montreal under, under Marty St. Louis. Um, but he was able to exploit his offensive skills a little bit more. So he's got that as well in his bag of tricks, uh, but primarily a responsible guy in his own zone who, yes, is not afraid to block a shot, is not afraid to get 30. Um, this is a playoff caliber defenseman. Uh, he's not your number one pair kind of guy, um, but he's, is he a four? Is he a third pair? Um, you know, I think any playoff team, and well, I can tell you, there, I mean, there were a ton of playoff teams that wanted to try to get this guy. So that goes to show you just how valuable he is. And again, 54 playoff games in his last four seasons. There aren't that many players in the league that have that experience under their belt. That includes a Stanley Cup final appearance uh, last season. So coming fresh off that, you can be sure he's not going to want to have to have that taste again. And he's going to want to have a different one. Uh, so this is, this is a, a really good move, certainly by, by Bill Zito, another one. Um, because this is a player that brings so many different elements. He's just not your prototypical offensive guy. He's not your prototypical stay-at-home guy. He's an amalgamation of, of, of everything, and that's going to be really beneficial down the stretch and into the postseason. And what you said just now that really kind of like stuck in my head, was where he, what, ha- what happened to him last year? Like he, yeah. he knows that pain. So at some yeah. point during this playoff run, the Panthers are going to you know, have their bats against the wall. He's, he could be that voice that, you know, can kind of get everybody snapped into focus. Like, look, I went through this last year. I know how much it sucks to, to feel like, you know, whatever he would need yeah. to say. Um, and they've got some guys like Jumbo. I mean, he lost to Pitt yeah. in uh, to Hornquist, um, you know, uh, in what was it, 16? Yeah, 16. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was, you know, he's, he brings that too. And yes, Hornquist as well, you know, winning. I, I think he lost one as well. Um, memory serves. Uh, but it, it's fresh. It's fresher for the team when you've got a guy that just came in there. You know, they've heard Jumbo. They've heard Hornquist. They've heard some of the other guys on this team. Uh, but now to have a new voice that reinforces that message uh, is, is an important piece, an important element as well. Now, the last piece that I want to discuss before I let you go and drown your, yourself in a vat of whiskey tonight is uh, Robert Hag. The plan. Fairly accurate, right? Um, <laughs> yep. Robert Hag. Uh, maybe kind of a under the radar move a little bit, but I mean, seems like a, a valuable guy that uh, a few teams are really trying to pick off, not just because, you know, an, another kind of defensive defensive guy, but this is a guy who kind of gobbles up the penalty killing minutes, which is especially mm-hmm. a plus when it comes to the playoff time, just because maybe you're in a position where you need to be playing shutdown defense, not necessarily shorthanded, but you're in a position where you need to lock things down and correct me if I'm wrong, but an underrated skater, which could really help him in South Florida. Yes. Yeah, and, and especially come playoff time, because now you've got a piece that you can intertwine based on who your opposition is. You know, he may not necessarily be in the top six come, come playoff time, and, and by the time Ekblad is healthy, but he could be that substitute piece that kind of comes in in situational um, games that come about. You know, you may see in the first couple of games, uh, it, the other team played a certain way that made it a little bit more difficult. You needed to have somebody in there that had a little bit more speed that can be responsible in his own zone, that can skate a little bit better. Well, maybe that's where Robert Hag kind of comes in and fills in. It's those situational opportunities that may not necessarily make him a, a daily playoff defenseman, but a guy that based on how the opposition is playing, based on what your scouts are telling you and what they're noticing, that he'll be able to come in and you know perform when called upon. The other element there, uh, familiarity with Claude Giroux. They were teammates for a while in Philadelphia, and uh, you bring in a familiar face, 
into the mix, a former teammate. Um, exactly. Another little bit of uh, Zito magic Zito. there. Chestnut checkers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, Dave, I will, uh, I'll leave it there. I could ask you another dozen questions, but I'll save it for another day. Uh, I appreciate your time today. Uh, and, uh, and again, just, you know, thank you for all the work you do, man. It's, uh, as from, a, from the hockey fan in me, it's much appreciated. Uh, just, just trying, buddy, just, uh, trying to get the, the right information out when, when you can. So, um, as fun as this, this was trade deadline, I'm very happy. It's over. Awesome. Well, thanks again, brother. Thanks, man. Okay, well, that's going to do it for episode 50 of the Chirping the Cats podcast. Again, a big thank you to uh, David Peñota of the fourth period for joining me and for chatting about the fallout from the trade deadline, giving us some insight into the Panthers editions. Uh, Dave, very well plugged in, my friend, and uh, it's always great to to hear what you have to say. Um, Everybody listening, please remember, if you're a fan of my work, you can find all my written Panthers coverage on Local10.com, or you can get it on the Local10 app as well. And if you don't already... Give me a follow on Twitter at David's work for all my daily coverage of the Panthers. Um, And then for this podcast, if you haven't already, please smash that subscribe button. uh, Leave a good rating, a good comment. All those things are very much appreciated. Uh, So, yeah, until next time, again, everyone, thank you for listening. Please take care. Stay safe. Be kind. And as always, stay cool.